old saying, never meet your heroes. Well, I did. And it was awesome. The Avengers were everything I imagined. Guess who's back? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heroicast Season 3, Episode 2. I'm Anthony, and of course we got Jesse right here, the yeah. creator of Heroicast. Yeah, that's, that's me. And we've got a lot of pretty awesome topics to talk about today, don't we, Jess? Yes, we do. Uh, a lot of really cool news pieces. Um, unlike some of the other podcasts, we're not going to focus on just one big thing. Yeah. Uh, we just are throwing a lot of news at you for you to just enjoy. Yes, a, uh, lot, of, <laughs> a lot of good news coming. A lot of good yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much bad news in this either. No, I don't Which, think I mean, so. most of the time we don't report all the terrible news, you know, and usually we try to stay positive about stuff, but right. this time there's no, we don't have any problem, there's no struggle to stay positive about this news, so. And you could see, if only you could see, Jesse is wearing his uh, Marvel Comics group shirt, so he's he's in the Marvel mood today, Yep. and uh, that means a lot of good news for Marvel. Yeah. 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 So that's right. Yeah. It's a good indicator. <laughs> that's right. Well, the first thing I have on the list is um, that Marvel Studios is looking to cast the Benefactor, in quotation marks, mm -hmm. uh, for Phase 4. And for those of you that have seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, I'm going to spoil something about it, but it came out last year, so it's on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Go watch then it. Then come back to this podcast. I think it's better than the first Ant-Man. That's just my Yeah. Well, yeah, me call. too. So. I think a lot of people agreed. It also made more money than the first Ant-Man, which doesn't always mean the movie's better, but like more people cared to go see it in theater. So, there's yeah. that. Uh, so that means at least the trailers look more interesting. And I think Paul do. Rudd got more comfortable in his role. Oh, as yeah, for sure. for sure. I mean, all 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 of the characters in that first one were more fleshed out by the second one cuz that's just how yeah. it goes. Um, very rare that a sequel is better than the first one, but mm -hmm. It, I mean, it, in, in Marvel, that's not so rare, actually, because, I mean, Captain America the Winter Soldier is better than the first Captain America movie. For sure. Um, there are other examples that I Thor, Thagorok, you think? Was well, yeah, Thor, Ragnarok, that, that was the third yeah. one this series, but it was better than the first two, easily. I think so. Yeah. I really do. But, I mean, they that was the first time that character was actually cared about by everybody, but mm -hmm. whatever. Anyway, so the benefactor is the buyer of... Um, it's the buyer for Sonny Birch, who's like a side villain in that movie, and mm -hmm. he's looking after he's looking to go after uh, Ant Man's like shrunken down laboratory thing. Right. There's like all this tech in there that he can sell and make all this money. Well, mm -hmm. he keeps saying this buyer is called the Benefactor, and uh, Marvel Studios put out a press release saying they're looking to cast the Benefactor. It's a white male or, ca or ca Caucasian male, mm -hmm. and is like 40s, 30s, 50s, somewhere in that like late 30s to early 50s range. Which mm -hmm. is the perfect age for Norman Osborn to be introduced at in uh, the MCU. That would and, actually be awesome if that happened. And there's not like a lot of confirmation on that's it. Mm -hmm. But Norman Osborn is the kind of character that you build up to like that. Where you, right. you, you know, kind of say some things that could lead to people thinking, oh, it might be Norman, you know, in some movies before. And the movie actually introduce him and he's like awesome, you know. I, mean, I think that would make it ten times better. Yeah, and I mean he's like a lower level Thanos. And you remember how they yeah. talked about him in like six or seven different movies before yeah. uh, Infinity War. That's so, true. I mean, it's kind of like that, but it's like a Earth Thanos level, you know, because like Norman Osborn controls so much, you know, like he's got, he's got like a huge control over New York City and just the entire world, you know. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. Uh, that would be really cool. Uh, there's some people speculating on who Marvel would cast as that, but like, there's no, there's not even a short list of actors yet. We don't even know if the benefactor is Norman Osborn, so yeah, there's not much talking about that. I will say that I do think 
that uh, if it's around that age group, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. There, who there was um, yeah. rumors that uh, what's his name? The the guy from True Detective, and he was an Interstellar, and oh, people think people oh. think he's so attractive. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about, but his name can't come to mind right now. I don't know why I can't think of this. this I can't is... think of names right now. This is terrible. Uh, yeah, this is should be an easy one for me to remember. We're Matthew looking. McConaughey. What? <laughs> yeah, wow. I should, I can't, I can't Magic like... Mike guy. Jeez, yeah. what, what is wrong with us? Why can't yeah, we think I, about that? I can't remember that. But oh. anyway, there was rumors a while back that he was going to be not Norman Osborn mm-hmm. if, if Sony was using the character. You know, but now that Disney can use the character as well, mm-hmm. unless Sony's still trying to like make their separate Spider-Man universe w- without Spider-Man, which is something they said mm-hmm. they were going to do, which yeah. Venom was supposed to be the start of that, but the movie wasn't very good. It didn't make some money, but it wasn't incredibly great. So yeah, I don't I didn't think hear that... too much about Venom after yeah. it came yeah. out. I really, didn't. I mean, it, it got confirmed for a sequel because it made money. But anyway, if Ma- if uh, Norman Osborn gets to be in the MCU, it would be awesome for Matthew McConaughey to play him. I think he's a perfect I age. Think, I him, think you're right. him, and. Uh, Tom Holland would could have a really cool chemistry. Yes, you know? and yeah. then they would have to cast somebody cool for Harry Osborn as a son. You know, so that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would but like that. Anyway, that could be in the future of the MCU. So there's that. Uh, the second uh, li- list item is the Loki concept art for the Disney Plus show. So if you mm. see this image right here, yeah, uh, you see there's that weird-looking Loki logo. I don't know how I feel about it, but whatever. It's not a big deal. I mean, mm. I'm not going to nitpick a logo. Yeah. Um, and then this concept art shows Loki standing in front of a theater that has Jaws written on it, which means that Jaws is playing in the theater yeah. at that time. So uh, it, it either indicates one of two things, that mm. uh, the show is taking place in 1975 when Jaws was released in theaters, mm-hmm. or... It's a time travel show, and it doesn't take place in any specific year, but Loki's, like, time traveling. And there was a theory or a rumor about the show a couple months back saying that it would revolve around Loki uh, traveling through time, messing with historical events, and it would be a younger Loki, not, mm. like, Tom Hiddleston playing. And maybe Tom Hiddleston would narrate, but it would be a younger person playing Loki. Yeah. Maybe, like, a Everybody Hates Chris kind of situation, where Chris Rock narrates and someone else plays the character. Yeah, you know? that's possible. I can Which, see that. Uh, I mean, also kind of like, you know, Young Sheldon, which, I mean, I'm not really <laughs> fond of that show. But, I mean, I guess maybe that structure could work with a character we're more interested yeah. in. Yeah, um, especially for a TV series. I think it would. I mean, Yeah. And, you know, it's going straight to Disney+, Plus, which is a plus. Because we're going to see all the episodes at once, hopefully, if they do it like Netflix does it. Um, you also mentioned right before we started recording that mm-hmm. Disney bought Hulu. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Which is that's cool. huge. So, so I guess that means a lot of Hulu stuff will be on Disney Plus's service. I believe so. that. I also believe a lot of Marvel stuff will start coming on there. I'm seeing a lot better uh, movie selections now lately, like Poseidon's on there, Independence Day, and stuff really? like on that Hulu? on Hulu right now. Nice. So I'm, I mean, they're starting to get better. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, so that, that's pretty cool. Paying seven dollars a month, I want some good stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, today I bought a ticket for a concert, and it was like, you want 30 days free of Hulu? And I'm like, sure, why not? Are like, you serious? Yeah. What was it for? I want to buy those tickets. I need- <laughs> uh, it's, it was to go see um, Car Seat Headrest, but it was like, do you want, like, you know, just have free Hulu for a month? And I was like, sure, why not? You know, yeah, but, take advantage so, of that. So yeah. now I got free Hulu for a month. Awesome. Because uh, I didn't have Hulu before. I just have Netflix. So there you go. See, Disney's already starting to promote <laughs> Yeah, Hulu. I don't know if that was a Disney thing, but either way. 
It works. Yeah. <laughs> it got me some Hulu, and I might continue to buy it if there's enough stuff on Hulu for me to continue exactly, to watch. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, the idea of a Loki show on is, is just really cool. You know, I think it is. Yeah. I believe that what we were talking about like before we started this podcast, I believe it's a time travel thing. Because knowing Loki and Thor, they used to time travel yeah. a lot. And they also used to go also into Earth yeah. and do whatever they yeah. needed to do. And there's, uh, you know, there's some stories now about uh, Odin. You know, Odin yeah. was like supposedly Thor at one point, or he wielded the hammer that Thor wields now. Um, I don't know if he was actually called Thor, but they they had this comic that was like it was called like Avengers. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, Avengers like BC maybe something like that. But mm-hmm. it was just versions of the Avengers mm-hmm. like millions of years ago and odin was like the thor they had a version of ghost rider that was back then um i think they had like another like a hulk-ish kind of character mm-hmm. from back then and it was it was a really cool concept so maybe we could possibly see loki time travel that back that far and you know maybe what maybe i'm we'll interact with those is, characters. it could be possible that he's bad again and he's trying to find his way to the throne and he's going back yeah. in time yeah and to, to fix try to, that situation yeah and also um in endgame uh, when they're traveling back in time to find the Tesseract, mm-hmm. you know how Loki grabs it, like the 2012 Loki from the first Avengers movie, yeah. grabs the Tesseract and disappears. So that means right. there's some sort of broken timeline where exactly. Loki has the Tesseract. And there are fans that are saying, no, that, that's been fixed by like the end results of the movie, which I don't necessarily think that was confirmed. So there, there still could be a timeline where he has the Tesseract and it's evil. Because, be. you know, evil Loki, 2012 Loki was Aren't they evil. making a movie, too, about Loki? Is no, it's just a show. It's just a show. Yeah, there was a rumored Loki movie a while ago. But then yeah. when, when Disney Plus announced they were doing all their like Marvel shows, people, a lot of uh, characters that people were, were rumoring movies for are going to get shows there. Like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are getting a joint show mm-hmm. on... Um, Disney Plus, okay. uh, Hawkeye, and like the new Hawkeye, he's gonna be like you know mentoring. Right. Maybe his apprentice. They're gonna get a show, and then Loki will get a show. And I think there was one more. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but some cool stuff to look forward to. That does sound yeah. fun, though. And then there's a Star Wars show called The Mandalorian that's live action, and See, it's gonna. That's why I believe that all this stuff is gonna be on Hulu because it's well, I mean, it's connected with Disney Plus. Yeah, but I mean, Disney Plus is gonna be its own streaming service, so why would they put true. it on Hulu? True, that is but, true. Just, but. The, that Mandalorian um, live action Star Wars show is going to like debut when, like, in, when the uh, Disney Plus comes out in November it's going to be mm-hmm. on there when it comes out and then the, all the old Disney movies and shows will be in there too it'll be it's going to be really cool are uh, they are they charging for Disney Plus to this? It's like day? five bucks a month, I think. It is, say. yeah. Dang it! But five bucks, I mean, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. I mean, <laughs> free, get rid of cable at that point. You know what I'm saying? If you got I Disney mean, Plus, I'll have Disney Plus, Netflix. I'll have Hulu, Netflix, MLB.tv because I'm a big baseball guy. Yeah, so this you'll is, have everything you'll need. I'll have everything I need. I yeah. don't need anything. I don't need cable. Exactly cable? right. Seventy dollars I mean, a month for Wi-Fi for good Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's better than a cable bill that's like $170, $180 Exactly. Now. I mean, all these like new streaming services are going to eventually kill cable. It's just what's going to happen. So. Yeah. I think mean, so. I, I mean, especially um, Hulu does a lot of on-demand stuff, so. Yeah. Cable television. But um, anyway, what's our next topic on this? Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. I know uh, you haven't seen this and that you're not like super interested in it anyway. So if I spoil bits of it, which there's, there's not much to spoil in that movie, truthfully. Anybody, I mean, I like X-Men. Like, I've, I still have those comics that you gave me, and I read some of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, X-Men I mean, is, I love it, is cool. I mean, so, some, it's like, there's some X-Men comics that are really good, right? Yeah. And I, and I think I gave you... Um, you gave me Wolverine. I know you gave me that one. And a few... 
two or three others that you had. Yeah, I mean, and I gave you some ones that were like written by Chris Claremont, which is one of like the best X Men writers. I think he is the best writer to ever uh, write X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Stanley had some iconic stuff in the beginning, but as mm-hmm. far as like stories that redefined the team, uh, Days of Future Past, that he wrote, um, he wrote the Dark Phoenix Saga, which is what this movie was based on, mm-hmm. and um, wasn't very faithful to the comic. The director for this one was Simon Kinberg. He has not directed any X-Men movies before. He's written some of them, mm-hmm. but Brian Singer was always director. Brian mm-hmm. Singer did not get hired back on for this one because he was kind of flaky and didn't show up to set for the last two X-Men movies. That's crazy. Yeah, and so Simon Kinberg got to direct, which I don't think was a great thing for the movie because he has a lot of bad uh, ideas, I think, a lot of the time. Because he had a lot to do with X-Men The Last Stand, which was, you know, 2007. That was I think a, they were trying to help him, like, get a break and be like, yeah, let's he, hope that you'll uh, get better on this. Yeah, and then you'll start getting, like, other directing jobs. But, right. no, after this, he's not getting any more directing jobs for a little bit. Um, <laughs> you heard it from Jesse first, guys. Well, okay, so I, I enjoyed the movie, but yeah. the, the directing of the movie is what made it, like, is why people are hating it. Like, he also eh. just made a lot of dumb decisions that a lot of comic fans are going to look at and be like, what in the world? Like, okay, sometimes, okay so sometimes the director has to make some decisions to not adapt certain parts from the comic uh, accurately because it just makes for a better movie. And I'm in full support of that. Mm-hmm. But this was just out of the way. But you also like it when it. they have some of the comic yeah, oh, yeah. in there. I mean, yeah, you got, yeah, you got to be a little comic accurate. But this yeah. went out of its way to not be comic accurate. Still, nostalgia went won me over in this movie because of how much I like the, the older X-Men movies. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. is X-Men The Last Stand, which was obviously the weakest of the original trilogy. It's the third one. It was That was based on the Phoenix Saga, kind of. And... Uh-huh. And this was Dark Phoenix, which was also based on the Phoenix Saga. And they just repeat a lot of the crappy parts from that one. So why in the world uh, they yeah. feel the need? If they were going to make the Dark Phoenix Saga, they should have done it right. You know? Yeah. They, they, I mean, there's some there's a lot of differences. But there's a lot of scenes that they just do do deliberately to, like, reenact what happened in that one. But that movie mm-hmm. was terrible, so there's no reason to do that. You know? Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, it was cool to see characters like Nightcrawler in action. Um there's a really cool uh, battle scene in New York. Um, so that's the funny thing. They keep the characters, but they don't actually like go into like the actual comic itself. They just well, stay away from it, but they keep the comic characters. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, of course they so, were going to like make up some new X-Men for it. But like, yeah. the thing is, is that Nightcrawler was in the Dark Phoenix Saga comics, but he uh-huh. didn't have a huge role. And Missy has a huge role. Wolverine was also in the Dark Phoenix Saga comics, and he's not mm. in this movie. Because, you know... That's crazy, Because yeah. Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman's last movie as Wolverine was Logan so right. to bring him into this would he would they had to sign pay him a whole bunch more money and I think he it's not no money could get him back he feels like he ended it perfectly which I agree so I think so too yeah um yeah so there, there, there's that bit um that obviously makes it different because there's there's a lot of really cool like I, I don't know if you call them scenes from the comics with uh Logan and Scott who's Cyclops you know and uh, Jean Grey right. and there's a trinity of characters, and that's one thing that X-Men The Last Stand did right. This one didn't have Logan, so obviously the trinity was a little weird. It messed yeah, up. a little weird. Um, yeah. Also, like, Scott, you know, Cyclops, whatever, has a, has a fairly big role in this movie, but it just wasn't the way it should have been. And I say all of this as a huge X-Men fan and a big appreciator of the movie. I, I like the movie. I just think that a lot of people's issues with it... Mm-hmm. Um, were things that could have easily been fixed by the director slash yeah. writer, which I believe Simon Kinberg. I don't even wrote think it, it broke the box office at all, did it? Oh like no, it, man, it, it failed miserably. It failed yeah, miserably. and it's it's the last X Men movie under Fox. You know, yeah. from, from now on, like 
the X-Men movies are going to be made by Disney and they'll be, or Marvel Studios, you know, and they'll be in the MCU continuity. They have a lot more imagination and a lot more... Yeah, they tend to do characters more accurately and yeah. give them more, do more justice for the character. So, uh, I think... Stay tuned, guys, all you X-Men fans. I'm sure it'll get yeah, better done. Yeah, bro. it definitely will get better. <laughs> I'm but, sure I mean, I, I think, because, you know, now that Disney bought Fox, they have properties like Deadpool, uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four. I think that X-Men are going to be the last property of those three that they adapt. Again, because... Um, Deadpool, obviously, it's a fan favorite character. That's not one that you just you get and wait some years with, you know. Right. Same thing, like they got Spider Man, and the next year they had it in Civil War, and then the next year he had his own movie out, you know. That's crazy. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, he, they'll, they'll they're gonna do Deadpool like that. Deadpool is gonna pop up in somebody's movie fairly soon. Deadpool is just good. Yeah, I'm and sorry. he's the only actor that they're keeping from Fox. Like you know, the other ones wouldn't make sense have the same. He fits acting. perfectly for yeah. the role. I'm yeah, sorry. so to he recast does. Deadpool would be dumb. So yeah, they're they're keeping him. And exactly. they're also keeping. Um, oh no, he's the only one they're keeping. But like, uh, I think that they might keep Josh Brolin as uh, Cable. And even though he played Thanos in mm. Endgame and Infinity War, and uh, I think he was Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Uh, I believe first, he was yeah. too. Yeah. But even though they're keeping that character or keeping that actor, I think that. He looks so different when he's Cable from when he's Thanos. So oh, yeah. They, so I think they can get away with that. Those right. are probably the only two actors they'll keep from from the... Um, you now, know, do you think some of the directors movies? and writers will go into the new X-Men? That Maybe. comes out next? Oh, hopefully, I, I hope, hope so. Like, hopefully not Simon Kinberg. No, not Simon. And Brian Singer got fired. <laughs> Marvel would never work Brian Singer. Um, he's, he's really flaky. I mean, he's a but who directed Endgame? Uh, oh, oh! You're saying that some of the MCU's writers and mm-hmm. directors uh, they need to, yeah, well, to uh, rescue X Men. <laughs> see, yeah, see, here's the thing: is uh, the directors of Endgame and Infinity War? They also did Civil War, right. um, the Winter Soldier. Right. They did. Uh, yeah, those are the ones they did. They did but, some amazing yeah, movies. Yeah, but like, if you good. think about it, from like. They did an MCU movie in 2014, 2016, 2018, and 2019. So, so they've been they haven't really been able to do anything else. And you know, and they they're really passionate about their Italian American uh, heritage. Heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they want to do some projects about that. They're also working on some other comic book properties. Some not like Marvel or DC, like you know, independent yeah. ones. Uh, right. They're doing de- working on the Deadly Clash show. So they want to take a break from Marvel. But they also said that they're open to coming back. And they said that if they came back, the movie that would draw them back in is a Secret Wars movie. And Secret Wars is a comic event that includes X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, there and at least go. certain members from each of those teams. There you go. Um, so cool. once they get all those properties, if they be able to do in Secret Wars in like five or six years, they'll probably come back for that maybe. I um, think they would. Yeah, I mean, it's they said they wanted to. So if there they didn't... Go. But... Yeah. <laughs> Sign him up, Marvel. Hurry yeah. up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, like, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, said that he's willing to work with those oh, directors, yeah. those pair of directors anytime. I'm um, sure. Also, Peyton Reed, who directed the first two Ant-Man movies and will likely direct the third one whenever that happens, mm-hmm. um, he also said that he's open to directing a Fantastic Four movie. And he was thinking of setting that movie back in the 1960s. And That would be awesome. They, they haven't explained how it would line up on the timeline because, like, when when the Avengers happens, they're supposedly the first superheroes that have ever come to Earth, and like the the public knowing about them. And Captain Marvel, when she comes, and that take was in the '90s, you know, when she comes, like she doesn't make a big splash in like yeah. the public arena. Like people don't know who she is. The only people that know are like Nick Fury, uh, Phil Coulson, and then like Shield, you know. And then right. 
like her friend that was on her, like you know, her black friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry that may come off as weird. But I, I didn't know anyway. Other way to describe, I can't remember her name. So <laughs> we yeah. forget names. We've been forgetting names today. Yeah, it's quite a way. But, but I um, think her main, name's like maybe like Monica. Is her name Monica Rimbu or Monica Rimbu? Something mm, like that. Sounds like my ex fiance. <laughs> but anyway, treacherous. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she. Um, those are the only people that know about her, you know. So yeah. it, it's okay for like in the timeline it works for her, for the Avengers to be the first like wide known superheroes. But the Fantastic Four, if they were in the '60s, surely people would know about them. Here's right. my theory, though: if that does go through, and that's like the if they use that pitch when they made the Fantastic Four movie at Marvel, right? They go and they get their powers from the Negative Zone in the Ultimate Comics, at least. Mm-hmm. So if they adapt that story, what if they get stuck in the Negative Zone all the way until like? 2019 oh, and that's, that's a good theory and, and they like come that. out and they haven't aged or anything yeah and now they're the fantastic four and it's the first time they've been you see why can't we Earth? direct these movies I well, mean, well we, because... we have some good ideas yeah. with this. <laughs> i mean some of these fans out here they really make some good what do they call it fan fiction yeah, fan, the, yeah fan fiction fan theory, some yeah. of them really make some amazing stuff especially with marvel yeah. yeah but by the way um i haven't been on here you know in a while and I don't know if I was on here when Stan Lee passed away. So rest in peace, Mr. Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. We, yeah uh, I don't we, think I was on here when Stan Lee passed. Yeah, we did, yeah we did, there hadn't been a podcast since like September of last year until yeah. a few weeks ago. So, yeah, we definitely missed that. But yeah, If it wasn't there. for Stan Lee, we wouldn't have what we have right now. I'm yeah, talking about Marvel and debating yeah. about stuff like this. So thank yeah. you, Stan Lee, for everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I mean, if... The Fantastic Four came out of the negative zone in 2019. That'd be cool. And they, and they like, they didn't age, be. you know? And then either that, or they might pull one of the things like, oh, they're from a different timeline, mm-hmm. which I don't, or like a different universe, which I don't really like that idea because I kind of I kind of want them to be in the same universe as, you know, the rest of the I could see uh, that, Marvel yeah. heroes. But, I mean, if that's what they got to do, they can do that. Because they, they could say something like when Thanos snaps again in Endgame, or when Iron Man snaps and Hulk snaps, that it brings back, um, like, I mean, like, it, it merges some timelines. Right. That could be how the Fantastic Four get there, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, whatever works, obviously. But, uh... I think either way it would be badass. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. Um, that would be. Yeah, and I think the X-Men, that will be really hard. They'll either, they'll either have to, like, do where it's, like, a different universe merging, or mm-hmm. the X-Men will just have to, like... Like, they'll just have to, they'll just have to start in, like, 2019 or 2020. You know, something like that. You know, like... They'll have to just have to. They'll have to have just started after the end game thing. Yeah. Either that or like they had some sort of secret thing go on in like the '90s or the '80s or something, and then then and that's when like Charles Xavier and uh, Eric, whatever his name is, Magneto. That's when they first meet each other, um, <laughs> and then like the X Men doesn't actually form until later on. Maybe something right. like that. I don't know. But uh, either way, I like I like your thinking. I yeah, think it's a good thought. Yeah, and I think they should. Listen to this podcast <laughs> and put it. In, I'm sure they have. into they, they either picture have, form. <laughs> they, they, either, they either have those ideas or better ideas already. So yeah, because you know Marvel plans like eight years ahead at a time. Well, dang so. it! I guess they won't be listening. Well, yeah. you need to. Yeah, <laughs> get some ideas. <laughs> yeah, fans like us. Come on. Now. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what got us, what led us to that. Oh, we were talking about Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, how we go off topic. Everybody, go see that movie. I mean, it's definitely worth the watch. It's not. 
it's not like an MCU movie, and people need to stop expecting it to be an MCU movie because it's way shorter than an. It's not, it's under two hours, which is fine. But like every mm. MCU movie has like three final battles, you know, like but there's like a battle midway. But that's movie. also because they stay true to the comic, which is well, what yeah. Saying. But yeah. I mean, and add on, yeah. <laughs> but like the X Men movie has like one or two battles in the like one real battle in the entire thing. I mean, there's a couple of other like little fights, but like. I mean, go see it just to also, like, pick brains and just, like, just to yeah. debate. I mean... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. I, I mean, mean, it's fun to do that. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's not a really sweet ending to this X-Men universe. Because, you know, the X-Men movies have been going on longer than the MCU ones. The, right. You know, X-Men's been going since 1999, 2000, something like that, since the first one came out. Yeah. So... Hugh Jackman's been doing that a long time. Yeah, for, for real. Yeah, yeah. so time. it's a 19-year-long yeah. uh, saga. So, like, it's not a really good send-off to it, because originally mm. Dark Phoenix was supposed to be a two-part movie, but, like, it got condensed down into one because Disney bought Fox, and they were like, no, you can't make your movie the way, because that means it'll be forever until we get to reboot the characters, so... Disney uh, was smart on that part, yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's worth the watch. But yeah. that's, all, that's all I'll say about it now. You can go check out my little review on um, that I put on the Instagram a couple of yeah, go check days it out. ago. Uh, the next thing is a really short piece of news. Uh, for those of you that remember... The Batman animated movie that went to the theaters called The Mask of the Phantasm. Like back in 1999? Yeah, 1999, 2000, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe 97, I don't know, but yeah. Maybe Either way, I was I was a little kid. Yeah. I was six or seven years old when I came and out. I was just being born. If it was 99, I was just born. But That's true. <laughs> I was born at the end of the year, so it might have came out before I was God, born. that's right. Either way. I am eight or nine years older than yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, when I was like six years old or five years old, I remember my dad... Uh, buying that on DVD, he's like, "Hey, listen to this. All right, watch this. It's so good." And he was right. It's amazing. It's one of my, I think it's probably my favorite Batman animated movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that character, uh, the Phantasm, was uh, it turned out to be a character that was close to Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. um, and the character was made up just for that that movie. It wasn't in the comics at all. Eventually, they included the character and like some tie-in comics to the. Uh, that animated movie, but none in the main continuity. Well, Tom King, who is writing a new series um, called Batman and Catwoman, or Batman's Lost Catwoman, whatever, uh, tweeted out an image that shows Batman, Catwoman, on a blade, the reflection on a blade, in front of the uh, phantasm. And, and it says, she awaits you. And then uh, he put uh, January 2020. As, no, as the that... date for when the comic will come out. So, they're finally going to introduce the character into main continuity, which I thought was interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Now, is he going to be... He should be a villain. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think. So, it's, it's, this isn't one of the first villain comics that we're going to see. Is it one of the first villain comics? I mean, no, I mean, it's a Batman and Catwoman comic together. It's, okay. It's just... That villain coming in. He's the... actually just coming in. He's yeah, like the main. Yeah, there's been now. there's been plenty of mini series that are just based on the villain. Like Harley Quinn had her own series at one point. I, I think Joker did also. Uh, yeah, I mean, plenty of characters get their or plenty of villains get their own comic series. Like Deathstroke had one. Deathstroke had one for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. What do you think? How do you think it's going to come out? You think it's going to be pretty good? Yeah, I mean, Tom King's a fantastic writer, especially for Batman. I think Tom King is one of the few writers here recently that's really understood the character of Batman mm-hmm. and expanded on, you know, instead of just retreading old ground. Um, so I'm excited for it. But finally, the uh, <laughs> last part of the podcast the is... The most amazing part, I feel. <laughs> is the trailer for Marvel's The Avengers game by Square Enix. That Which came out, just came out today. Or last night. Or last night. Yeah. At midnight. Whatever. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was around 10 or 11 o'clock. Because, I mean, it was like a... 
E3, because you know E3 is like the Comic-Con for video games. Yeah. And so they premiered the trailer there, all that footage. It um, was an incredible yeah. trailer. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, yeah. It's about time that Marvel got away from Lego. I mean, I love Lego. Yeah. <laughs> video games, but I think it's about time they yeah. come out with the characters themselves. Yeah. Um, I think that that first step that was made towards that was the Spider-Man game that mm-hmm. was exclusively exclusively for PS4, which was an amazing game as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely amazing. I actually just recently um, bought the deal like a couple days ago. I bought the DLC pack because mm-hmm. you know they they'd released like half. They released a third of the DLC in each month, like September, October, and December. Mm-hmm. And so now I have all three of them because they were in a bundle for like seventeen bucks just for all three of them. Oh, that's so I got, awesome! I got it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a whole another four or five hours of gameplay, so it was worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently in like the second third of it, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. But anyway, enough about that. This trailer came out and it looks fantastic, as you said, it looked incredible. But um, they the trailer showed us a little bit of the gameplay. It also showed us a little bit of like the story that's happening. Yeah. And from what I can gather, the Avengers are like opening some sort of headquarters in San Francisco. And something blows up on the bridge, and these aliens are invading. We don't know exactly what they are yet, yeah. but um, a lot of people the die. The graphics, of course, are incredible. Yeah, they look so. really pretty cool. And video games are getting so much better yeah. with graphics, so that's why I'm saying it's. Pa- about some time. of them look really good, and then some of them look like kind of bad. Uh, and, yeah, but I mean, true. the game is a whole year away, so they have time to fix that stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. Usually, if they release I mean, a trailer yeah. this far in advance, it's. They're still working on it. I mean, it's it. a whole year. Yeah, so they got a whole year to have the graphics. They can make the entire game in a year and a half, so they oh, yeah, definitely easily. can. They can definitely like fix the graphics in between then and now. But anyway, as far as the this, this story trailer shows us, um, a lot of civilians die, and so does Captain America. And and, and that this, was so sad. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to go back and be like, Yeah, Captain America dies. Down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and, no. <laughs> and you see a statue built, you know, like downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a five-year time jump. And so that, that version of the team that was there fighting in San Francisco um, yeah. was Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Black Widow. And that's what you see. No Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, no Hawkeye. Which no. is all right for now because I, I think I'm going to later in the game. Maybe they'll anyway, one Captain America dies. Boo. Um, <laughs> and he, then, he's my favorite Marvel character. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my favorites. But uh, he's also going to be a playable character in the game, so I don't think he's really dead or yeah. like... I don't know, some weird something. You'll be able to play it. See, everybody thought after Endgame that the Avengers were done. Yeah, they're finding a way to bring them back. Well, I mean... Video game form. Yeah. I mean, it's something. It's <laughs> not set in the MCU either, so they can they have freedom to do whatever they want with the story. True. Um, they do. But uh, when the Avengers come back five years later, it's because they've been broken up for that long because the world doesn't like superheroes anymore because that accident with the civilians. Um, I like the whole plot. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really good plot. They show us some more characters that'll be in the game like we see uh ant-man and the thing that i really like about the game mm-hmm. is uh any uh old school avengers fans know that hank pym ant-man was an original member of the avengers in the movies they don't do that in the movies hank pym's an old man by the time the avengers get around and that's why scott lang is like the ant-man in the mcu that but is true they show hank pym as a young ant-man mm-hmm. in this game <laughs> had a sneeze yeah uh, okay you're excused bless yeah. you <laughs> But yeah, they show Young King Pym as a, a playable character in the game, and I'm excited for that. And then they also tease there's going to be a lot of characters added on um, mm-hmm. once you start playing the game that you can like unlock, and also there'll be some that are just added on after the game comes out. And here's the catch: is a lot of games like that would charge you money per character to play right. As them. Right. 
there, there's going to be no purchases after the game is out. Everything will be free. Everything they add to the game is 100% free. Yeah. So kudos to Square Enix for Sounds that. Sounds like my baseball game when they changed the roster. And yeah. There's no upgrades. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> but, I mean, it's awesome. You know, yes. like, they'll add all these different characters for free. You know, Thank you don't have God. to pay for it. You know, no, no it's micro. It's no Fortnite. Yeah. yeah you no, have to pay for this character yeah. or this character. Or <laughs> no that. microtransactions. Oh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think a lot of people are also getting tired of Fortnite. I just wanted to put that out there. Nah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's still got its loyal followers. It does. Know? I play it occasionally now. Not nowhere near as much as I used to. But I go back here every couple of weeks, play, play a couple of rounds. Um, I mean, the, the game's still, I mean, going strong. They keep adding some cool stuff. Oh, like, yeah. you'd be surprised if you wanted to Except for all now. the money that you have to pay for to get these things. So. Well, I mean, the thing is, you don't have to pay. I mean, like, you, it's not required that you get the, the other skins, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can still have fun with the game without doing that, which I think is a cool business model. But whatever. Um, no Fortnite talk here. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Marvel's The Avengers. Yes. Oh, something really cool that I noticed uh, in this trailer is that they're in San Francisco, right? And that their whole, like, A-Day festival to set up their, uh, you know, it's like a celebration day to set up their new headquarters in San Francisco. Yes. If you notice, when you're playing the Spider-Man PS4 game, when he goes up to the Avengers Tower, uh, Spider-Man says, the, uh, the Avengers haven't been here in a while, they're on the West Coast. And this is, yeah, on the West so Coast. So it's like they already knew, I think, they were even leading into this. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think this uh, this Avengers game was probably... I think it was announced the same time the Spider-Man game was announced. The Spider-Man game was announced, like, three years ago. So... Like you said, they plan a yeah. lot in advance. Even so, for video games. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it could be set in the same universe as that Spider-Man game, which would be awesome. Which means that we could potentially see that version of Spider-Man as a playable character in this game as well. What was the um, Spider-Man game? I can't remember. What was the year that it was set on? Was it set on... I think it was set in 2018 or 2019, something like that. Was it? it came out last year, so I don't even know if they actually set a time. Yeah, set a time, but like, I mean, based on the technology, it's no, it's not the 60s and the 90s or the yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was. Wondering. I mean, they have cell phones too, so because it looked like too from this uh, from this trailer that we've seen that the cars and everything look pretty up to date. Yeah, so I mean, this, this, so it sounds like yeah, I mean, it's pretty... yeah, th- this I think I think the. 2019 is what it is what the Avengers game is set in, and then the five year time jump puts it in like 2024. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that that's that that this one is set in a certain time, and I think they could they can adapt the Spider Man one to fit whatever they need to. I think to. so, yeah. But I mean, hey, it looks really incredible. Uh, is there I anything else? Buy it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna <laughs> buy it. You can pre order it now. I think. I know you can. You can pre order it. Yeah. Also, can uh, you pre order it at GameStop or is it just a? I think I do it online. But which is uh, through the PlayStation Store or something like that. But here's the cool thing: is that if you're a PS4 user, you get to play the beta. If you pre-order right now, you get to play the beta of it before it That's comes out. Right? Yeah. yeah. And Xbox One players can't do that. Huh? Yeah. See, more upgrades to being a PS4 person. Yeah. Huh? I mean, also, I mean, Xbox didn't even give that Spider-Man game. It's exclusive to PS4. Xbox That's also doesn't right. get God of War. You know. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who says PS4 sucks? Come on. Yeah. I mean, Xbox plays. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> there's some Xbox exclusives. I used to too. be an Xbox player. Really? I mean, there's, there's just not as many good exclusives for Xbox. I stopped after 360. I couldn't. I couldn't anymore. Yeah, PS4 is better. Even the graphics were starting to go. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Xbox has got to get better. Yeah. And it has. It yeah, has. It's, it's but... gotten a lot better. But I mean, like the, the thing Xbox had going for it for a while was Halo, and the new Halo games aren't that great. So, and the old ones, in my opinion, weren't the old ones either. are the best. Yeah. I, I didn't really love them that much. I mean, I, I was a bigger Call of Duty fan, and I liked Warhawk, which was PS4's version of. You Halo, know what? You, so. you know what? Uh, Call of Duty game I had first. What? Civil War. 
Call of Duty Civil, Civil War. War. What? Yep. Bet you don't even know it. I don't think they. I don't think there's a Civil War. Call I thought there was. I don't know. That might have been. Oh no! World War Two. My bad. Yeah. And I was to say. <laughs> Civil War was the History Channel video game. I actually had the History Channel video game on Xbox. Really? It's oh, Civil War. Awesome. I just searched uh, Call of Duty Civil War to see if that was a real thing that came out back then because I didn't think it was. They need to make one. And I just saw many people on a forum saying, hey, you guys should make Call of Duty Civil War. Here's the thing, though, is that if they did it would, if they did that, it'd be interesting, but all the guns then were like, none of them were automatic. They were all manual. So it'd be ridiculously True. hard to play. But they were powerful. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were powerful, but they were also inaccurate. They could kill zombies with ease if they brought the yeah. zombies in there too. <laughs> but they were also inaccurate. So true. So I mean, I mean, if they if they were accurate to what the Civil War was like, the game would be really hard to play. People would hate it. But I think it'd be fun. Uh, I think, I it'd think be, it would. They made something cool out of it. So there you go. You heard it first. I thought I actually had that game, but I didn't. But yeah. now you heard it from me. I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> I think I think all of the first three Call of Duty games were based on the World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of. Yeah. In a way. Um, the first one I ever bought when I was younger was Call of Duty 4, which is Modern Warfare. Right. And then from there, they didn't make another World War II. Yeah, you started until, late. Yeah. Well, I mean... You started I, for Call of Duties later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Um, I was probably like 14 or 15 when I got yeah, my exactly. first Call of Duty. I mean, I was like... I think I was like 10 or 9 when I got my first I was 9 years old in that so, year, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it doesn't make sense why you would play yeah, the other ones. Doing. That's you true. Know, I mean, I have played Call of Duty 3, um, and I really enjoy that game. Uh, you know that was the last World War Two game they made. That's all the way, crazy. All that way means you were one. six years old when Call of Duty World War Two came out. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it we'll call the Duty, first one. I'm saying. Well, Call of Duty World War Two. If you say that, that that's the title of the one that came out two years ago. Well, there was last... another one that was World War Two. Well, yeah, the first three were all based on World War Two, but they weren't called Call of Duty World War Two. They were just called Call of Duty One, Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty Three. There oh, was I had, no. I had Call yeah. of Duty Two. Yeah, Call and Duty I think you were seven or eight years old when that yeah, came I mean, out. Yeah, they're they're good games, but. That's how long it's yeah. been. And, and I mean, the graphics now were actually pretty good. For then, yeah. For then, and I was like, oh, they, this they is awesome. Get, they continued to get better. But as they got better, the Call of Duty games started to suck more and more. Finally, <laughs> Call of Duty made uh, World War Two, which I really enjoyed that game. I did. But now they keep doing all these futuristic ones, the Black Ops ones, and I'm like, this is so dumb. I don't enjoy this. But yeah. whatever. That's why I feel like they need to bring Civil War in there, maybe. It might yeah, yeah. Change it. It would spice it up a little bit. Exactly. Know. I think whenever Call of Duty goes futuristic, they uh, lose me. That's usually when they lose me. <laughs> I think Black Ops Two is the only one that has they got too much futuristic stuff. And yeah. when you're putting in, yeah, it's like like if you do that to Civil War, if you put, make a Civil War one, yeah, like that, yeah, I think a lot of people will be like, okay, this is cool, but but I'm making it futuristic. Well, I want to make it more historical and yeah. more realistic, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think that'll be that'll be cool if they if they do that. I mean. People have been saying just like we want these movies to be. Yeah, <laughs> people have been saying that they'll they'll do a uh, that they might, that they want them to do a Wild West Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But if they did a Wild Wild West Call of Duty, it'd just be like Red Dead Redemption, which yeah. is cool. But like Red Dead Redemption already did it, so true. So I, I'm pushing for a Civil War one first. Exactly. Um, then they can do a prehistoric one like Cavemen. <laughs> oh, my I was kidding. God. Dinosaur ages. <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, we could we could do this. We don't, we don't need anything. We can just become engineers and just start making these video games ourselves. You're like, 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 oh, like computer engineers? Yeah, come on, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but um, I have to say, um, this Avengers video game is going to be badass. I think the low-key TV series is going to be badass. That's what, I, that's what I take away from this whole podcast. I'm really excited for those 
yeah. two things. And I am pretty excited about the the Batman Catwoman uh, comic with yeah. Phantom in it. I think it'll be amazing. Yeah. But we'll have to see. I mean, a lot of good things coming. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, suggest it to a friend. You can send them the link to our SoundCloud or um, just you know tell them to search HeroicCast on the uh, Apple Podcast app. Uh, I believe that's where we get the most of our listens. But, um, I mean, either way, I think we're going to start putting it on YouTube. We're putting, like, segments on YouTube oh, so good. people have that to enjoy. We did YouTube. that in the beginning, didn't we? We had some segments and stuff on YouTube, I think. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't of the podcast. It was when you were making YouTube videos. But yeah, I think we, right. we do a lot better with this anyway. But anyway, thanks, everyone, for watching uh, or listening. Sorry. Uh, and there'll be another one out in just a couple weeks after this based on Spider-Man Far From Home. And it was good to be back on the show. Bye-bye. <laughs>